When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Maggie Lawson. Remember when I said there would be a part two to the Steve Franks episode of The Psychologists Are In? Well, here it is. I think I'm just going to call this one the pineapple episode. There's a lot of pineapple goodness in this episode, among many other things. So um, enjoy this second part of my Steve Franks interview, which was such a joy. So Steve. Yes, Maggie. Let's start from the very beginning. But here's the thing. You aren't there at the very beginning, so it's less interesting. <laughs> so why don't we skip that part? No, no. Well, okay, we can skip certain parts. But uh, I do, I want to hear how you came up with this idea, where it began, and then the whole process you had. But we'll, we'll go along. So start at the beginning. How did you come up with Psych? Well, the germ of the idea came years before, um, years before I ever met Kelly Kolchak, who is our, our great executive producer, and the, the original first person who was there who said, oh my gosh, this is a great idea. Uh, but uh, I, I wrote a movie called Big Daddy uh, that got made. It was the first script that I sold, and I wrote it while working at the Tiki Room at Disneyland. And, Wait, uh, hold on. What? It's just one of those things. <laughs> now I have to hear how that started. <laughs> so many movies are written by people working in the Tiki Room. I can't, I can't begin to list them all. <laughs> it's a magical room for writers, huh? <laughs> but I was in I was in grad school and uh, and our other amazing executive producer Chris Hansey, who has spent the last few months with us up in Canada uh, executive producing the last one he uh, we went to school together and he went off to to start to work in the business and uh, I continued grad school and my and my uh, grad school and college job was working at Disneyland. And uh, I was uh, on the Tiki Room, which was my favorite of all attractions, um, because A, you didn't have to wear a hat. That was an amazing thing. So your hair wasn't smushed and ruined at the of end course, of the day. Of course, nobody likes hat head. Yeah, exactly. And who doesn't <laughs> like to wear white polyester pants and, oh, yeah, right. a, and an orange, you know, old Tiki shirt. And you're right next to the Dole pineapple uh, stand where you get Dole whips and and uh, and all sorts of amazing things from the uh, Dole pineapple people. And every, uh, every 20 minutes, you hear the Dole pineapple film, which I could recite from front to back if I if I need to right now, um, but just telling you about all the amazing advents in, in pineapple technology <laughs> that the Dole on. pineapple people brought. Is that where the original, did you take the pineapple along with you in the psych adventure? Is this where the pineapple was born? No, the psych pineapple was born out of the mind of James Roday, who just looks at a set and uh, he saw just like behind you, there was a pineapple set on top of the refrigerator by the right. people who made the set deck in Gus's apartment. One of the few times we ever actually went to Gus's apartment. 
department in the run of the show in however many episodes we did. I think it's more than 3,000. Um, <laughs> At least 3,000. But, but James just picked up a pineapple and uh, said, you want me to slice this up for the road? Yes. And and he was so tickled by it. And uh, you, you just never know what James is going to be tickled by. So we did it several times uh, on each of the takes just because we thought it was funny. And it was in, in the cut and it was out of the cut. And we kept, you know, we had to trim it. We had to tighten it. We had to lose 12 seconds in the show. Oh, my God. And finally, at the end, uh, we were just looking at it. And I think, you know, James loved that so much. Let's just leave the, you want me to slice this pineapple up for the road, which was, it wasn't even necessarily a joke. It was just, it's funny for him to hold up a pineapple. Yeah. And, uh, and it just became one of those things that you watch and go, Hey, remember that thing with the pineapple? That was funny. And then we put it in the spelling bee episode, which is the second one, uh, directed by Mel Damsky. I'm just going to say Mel Damsky's name early on. Love it. Love bringing Mel into the mix early. We, who, <laughs> Mel was around with us for, for so long. So yeah, exactly. Uh, he deserves to be here. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's where the pineapple came from. So it was, it was born out of the, uh, the mind of James Roday, but I felt like the assist was I had a history with pineapples you i feel like the pineapples were speaking to you then so go back to the tiki room and the dull pineapples <laughs> and getting to this idea well the thing the great thing about the, the the tiki room is it's a show it's 20 minutes of audio animatronic birds and <laughs> and they've sliced it down a little bit since then but it was an amazing place a to get out of the heat b if you needed a quick nap um but uh, your job as the tiki room person was supposed to be you go take a stick uh, a little uh, a little bamboo stick and you go over and you wake up Jose the the bird and then you walk back to the seat and you just make sure that the animation doesn't break and spray water or hydraulic fluid when it was <laughs> hydraulic fluid or all that or if people don't go crazy in the room oh my god this was your job this is my job <laughs> I love this so much. You know what? Here's the thing. Uh, at some point, maybe I go back to that job because it was that good. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty amazing. It was very fitting for you. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love it. But the it. best thing about that ride is that it had its, A, it had its own restroom on site, and it had its own little office and break area. So instead of sitting in the chair, I would just quietly open the door to the office cross my fingers that the animation didn't break and uh, or people went nuts and started destroying the room and i brought my notebook and i just would write and i of the, over the course of that i wrote the movie that became big daddy um which was fantastic and out of all that i i learned a lot about pineapples i appreciated the pineapples <laughs> and uh, uh, and so it was a natural fit to a incorporate the pineapple i can't believe we, we did the pineapple story in the first three minutes here's a story I, I i don't ever tell so it's like an exclusive oh hang on everyone we're having an exclusive story from steve franks i'm so excited i've already oversold it but we used to get so, so bored at the tiki room because nothing ever happens there and you know it's it it, it ebbs and flows it's it's sure. uh, it's back and forth with popularity i love the music i love the songs um they're all great um, but we used to entertain ourselves. So we would actually, because we had a microphone there, we would actually 
add our own parts of the show. And so there were a bunch of plastic pineapples in the fountain. So we would actually do our own voices for the pineapples. Oh my God. One of them was called Peppy the Pineapple. And he was <laughs> he was here because his entire family had been eaten and destroyed by the people out at the juice bar. Peppy so, was alone in the world. <laughs> and he, and he was his watching way. his his family similarly be slaughtered and sliced up and <laughs> served to me? people by the evil juice bar people out front, which was very fun and entertaining for us. And uh, we never got a guest complaint about it. So that was wonderful. And also kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, it was, we didn't, we, we always trying to walk that line of not like, you know, not like scaring the children too much. So we, we let them know that it was, uh, that it was all fun and games. We also had a character, which was, which was Bob the chair. And he was, he was a chair who was upset that someone was sitting on them. Steve, where is the, where is your animated show of, I know. of Bob the chair? <laughs> I know it's, it's always been a dream to do an animated show. And I've already, we've got those two characters. I mean, we created them with the course of some really smart and, um, and, and intelligent people there Sounds like working it. the Tiki room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wait. So, what was Bob's the, Bob the chair's uh, job? He was just upset someone was sitting on them, <laughs> and that's uh, that was really rude. And so he would start very muffled, and then we stand up, and he's like, oh, and then he would complain about people coming in, just sitting on him indiscriminately, and. And the funny thing is the, the Tiki Room show would last 17 minutes and you're supposed to do a show every 20. Uh -huh. And then my supervisors would come down and they go, why are we only doing two shows an hour? <laughs> it's like, shows shouldn't last 35 minutes. So we were just trying to give... What we were trying to do is just like what you're doing is trying to give bonus content to the super fans be because we loved people that would come to the Tiki Room because it wasn't as flashy as the other rides, but it was a, it was a nice and, and welcoming place and, uh, and all the songs are great and, uh, and all that. So that was just it. We were just providing bonus content to the people who were willing to uh, come join us. This sounds wonderful and I'm sad that I missed it. I feel like we should go like have a psych field trip to the Tiki Room because th this really does sound like where it all began. That is that is exactly um, it, and we should talk about psych field trips later. Put that down in your notes. Have Devin. Have Devin. I have it. them already. We're we're talking about the field trip. She's got it. <laughs> Devin's here. <laughs> Devin's coming on the field trip. <laughs> so and I sold the script, and it ended up getting made. Uh, it was exciting. Big Daddy. And then. Yeah, Big Daddy yeah, yeah, yeah. to Columbia, which was huge. Well, it wasn't huge. It was like it, literally the, the the former president of the studio, Sid Gannis, he liked the script and they bought it. And it was the lowest of lowest priorities. And it was it was nothing. And they gave me notes for rewrite. And I don't know. I don't know what I did, but somehow I turned this low. They, they gave me a few notes and I didn't answer their notes. I just thought, oh, they're saying this because they didn't like this. Mm. And so I, I, I went got around in their, their heads notes. a little. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and for some reason, they liked it. And I think also the, the worst thing you can do is give someone the exact note that they want because then they they're somehow not surprised by it right. or they, they go oh wow this is better i don't know why but it wasn't exactly i said whatever it was it worked out and suddenly it became uh, this exciting thing and so columbia had me come in and they said hey what other ideas do you have and i'm like oh gosh what, what do i have so i made a list of like five ideas that i i went in and pitched <laughs> they didn't like any of them but one of them was fake psychic detective Oh my God. And I thought it was, I thought, oh, this would be like an amazing, like Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore uh, movie. Oh. You know, this was, of course, me just saying, oh, wow, they were good and wedding singer together, right? 
it was sort of that that idea of a guy who gets out of trouble, um, you know, in a courtroom by saying, yeah, I got this information. I can't tell you how I got it, but it, I'm psychic. And uh, and it went from there. They listened to all the ideas and they go, oh, thank you very much. They said, we don't like any of them. So, wow. <laughs> and that was fine. And I went on and, and then I started doing television. Uh, I would do half hour shows from there. I, you know, I sold a bunch of like ABC half hours, multicams. Yeah. My first thing I sold was an uh, NBC half hour multicam, which was <laughs> Warren Littlefield was the former president of the studio. It was his first thing. So I have, a, I had a thing with like first time. President. Oh my gosh. Totally. They didn't quite yet know better than to just deal with some guy who just comes up with, with the oddball um, ideas. But uh, so we made that pilot and that didn't go anywhere. Uh, and I did half hours for a few years and I'd always wanted to do a one hour because I, I, I didn't, it wasn't my style. Wait, what, what were the themes of your like half hours? What was it like? Was it like workplace? Was it family? What? Of, of course, I did a, a lot of stuff with um, because of Big Daddy. They're like, yeah. how about a guy, irresponsible guy who gets a, a kid? <laughs> sure. like, okay, great. And I didn't have kids at that point. So it was <gasps> like, I knew nothing about it except dealing with kids at Disneyland. And I, I enjoyed talking with them. And I, I never understood how you're supposed to talk to a kid. Which uh, you know, I just treated them as an equal, and right, uh, right, you know, which and, is, and just joke around with them. Which is why they, I'm sure, loved you, and why you got such great response from them. I mean, we had kids on our show too, like because you talked to them like they were just not kids, adults, or yeah, at least yeah. just humans. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got in trouble actually. Go back to another Disneyland story. There was a kid. <laughs> there was a kid who came by, and it was this really nice kid who came by and said, "I just love the treehouse." And and by the way, this this to add more to the Disneyland story. I'm sure that you don't want this to be all about working at Disneyland. Steve, but... I just want to hear all things Steve and how we got here. So part of your rotation working at the Tiki Room is you start at the entrance and then you you let people in and then make sure they aren't... At that, at that point, you weren't allowed to eat in the Tiki Garden and you had to sweep <laughs> up the Tiki Garden. And then you go in the show and then you would go down to the Swiss Family Treehouse, as it was called then. And you would just make sure that people, A, didn't bring food there or... Um, that didn't fall or anything. right. That's, right. That right. was your job. It was that, that if the Tiki room is the easiest job you can imagine, <laughs> the, the Swiss family Treehouse part of it was, uh, was 10 times easier than that. And so, uh, so there was this really nice kid who was out there and says, I'd love this treehouse. And I go, that's amazing. And it's like, you think they would ever sell the treehouse? And I go, and so I thought we were just riffing and I go, yeah, I think they're pretty interested in getting rid of it. Oh, Steve. And, oh, and Steve. So, <laughs> and he's all seriously and i go yeah i'm sure i'm sure they, they probably would want to find a good home for it and he goes you think i could have it and i thought we were joking around so i said i'm sure they would consider oh, it and, you know you just think about it how old is this kid so, i like 11 or 12 oh. <laughs> and maybe 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 younger but uh, okay. so they left and then he came back and he goes hey about this treehouse thing and i go yeah i talked to my boss um <laughs> and my boss is for it but, uh, but, you know, I think they'd have to, you know, they need a background check and all this. And I keep thinking this kid's going to stop coming by. So he comes by and he goes, you know, how would they, how would they get the tree house out? And I go, I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd have to hire a moving company. <laughs> and so, so I'm thinking we're just having this fun banter. Well, about eight 30 at night, Oh no! this, this mom comes over oh dragging this kid and she was not happy at all with me. And she just walked up to me and she goes, tell him he is not getting the treehouse. <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry, ma'am. 
And I thought for sure, I thought for sure she would go directly to City Hall and file a complaint about right. me for giving away the treehouse. But I had enjoyed the banter all day long. It got you through <laughs> the I, day. Yes, exactly. Even and though that's, that kid that's... still tells the story of the day that he thought he was getting a treehouse from Disneyland. But, uh, yeah, and yeah. you know what? It might be someone who's ever seen the show. And <gasps> oh! they said, yeah, the guy from Psych tried to give me the treehouse. And by the way, uh, and within a few years, they turned it into the Tarzan treehouse. So literally, I don't see a reason why that kid couldn't have had, you know, at least some of the treehouse. He should have a piece of the tree, maybe like a nest or yeah, a Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There is, no, there is sure. a crow's nest and, and all sorts of things. Oh, really? And, and, yeah. <laughs> I was joking, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the thing. And by the way, if you ever go to the treehouse, it's, it's an amazing piece of craftsmanship of, of the fake leaves. 68 steps up, 69 down. You can count them. Oh I, I think my it's, gosh. Still, um, it's still accurate. <laughs> okay. So to finally finish that story, no, and, and I promise no more detours into Disneyland land. It's okay. Uh, it's years later, Kelly Kolchak went to work for Throughline, which is also uh, Chris Henze's company. And she's like, uh, what do you have? And I said, well, I've always wanted to do a one hour. And I pitched a handful of half hours. And then at the end, the last one on the list was, well, I had this thing and it, it's called Fake Psychic Detective. And Kelly was like, oh my God, oh my God, that's a show. Thank you all for listening to this special mini episode of The Psychologists Are In with our creator, Steve Franks. Please feel free to message us on Instagram at The Psychologists Are In, our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. While you're at it, follow us on TikTok at The Psychologists Are In. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.